1: You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. Even when we win, it's just a matter of time before we give it all back. This is the Bet Slipping Podcast. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.
0: I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I mean it's the gambling business. Occasionally you get punched in the face. You're listening to the Bet Slipping Podcast. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. Thanks homies for streaming today's Bet Slipping Podcast. It's our 2022 NBA playoff preview. So what we're going to talk about today is the upcoming um NBA play-in games, which wrap up Friday. We got the Atlanta Hawks visiting the Cleveland Cavaliers and the New Orleans Pelicans playing the Los Angeles Clippers. Then my co-hosts and Nate Dogg and I will uh go through each series matchup conference by conference. Start off with the Eastern Conference, work our way over to the Western Conference, give our picks for the conference winners, our NBA finals. Uh, winner and the finals MVP winner. And then of course we'll wrap it all up with our uh, final segment we call going to the window, which has our best bets. But be- before I bring in Nate dog, let me shout out the odds provider and sponsor of this podcast, the great Tipico Sportsbook. They're a global sports betting leader. That's now live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Typico's fast and easy mobile sports book app users from this podcast can get a special welcome bonus at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions do apply. You must be 21 or older to game. Please see Tipico's website for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. Please remember to gamble responsibly. All right, Nate Dogg, let's talk about the um let's talk about the play in games, which you did much better in than I did, I believe. Um how did your how yeah. did the play in games go for you for the first So uh, I
1: did two unders. I did the Spurs under two twenty seven, Nets under two twenty seven. The Nets were uh there was a ton of late game fouling in that. It looked easy money, and then all of a sudden I think it was Rondo or Garland could have ended it could have hit the over with a three with second remaining wide open. It was beautiful to see that hit. So those two hit, a hit Nets under, Spurs under, and then I still have Hawks at plus 240 to make the playoffs. I told you guys whether you took Hawks or Hornets, the value down there to beat the Cavs and make the playoffs, I don't think Jared Allen's playing. It is outstanding value. So I'm happy with uh, how the play-in tournament went. Uh, I think these last two games are also absolute thrillers, so I'm excited for them
0: yeah i'm I'm excited about these games as well. I'm very curious to see what the Cavaliers the do uh I don't know I, I I like the clippers I think to cover or to win, but the pelicans to cover um
1: that was, that's my play.
0: I don't have an official play in either one of the playing games actually I'm so nervous about just betting against Cleveland because i a i i I do not like the Hawks. Um, but I've I've they've cost me a lot of money, so it would appear as though I am just wrong about the Hawks. Um, but like they're getting according to pregame like ninety seven percent of the cash, and even if you're not using pregame, I think like everyone can kind of close their eyes and picture just about everyone being on the Atlanta Hawks, given it's how just they
1: Trey Young, no Allen. It's it's an easy play, but yeah, I mean he's once you see how bad the Hawks are on the road, you're gonna be like, Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't go with the Hawks.
0: Yeah, it's like a, they're a completely different team at home compared to on the road. But like Trey Young has just balled up the Cleveland Cavaliers this year. I think he's only played against Darius Garland once or twice in those matchups. But either way, I mean, their their backcourt defense really isn't that strong in the Cleveland Cavaliers. So the Atlanta did Hawks, they uh, did they... you want
1: to kind of get into the lines before we dive into this one or?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about the playing games now, but I guess the official line. Um, this is the uh, the playing games are Friday, uh, April fifteenth. We're recording Thursday, April fourteenth. Again, we're going to go through the first round playoff series, and we'll give our ultimate picks to win the conference and the finals. But just looking ahead at the playing games right now, first one: Atlanta Hawks tips off with the Cleveland Cavaliers at seven thirty Eastern Standard Time. Hawks are two and a half point favorites over-under sitting at 223.5. Uh, um, I, I, I lean to the under, and I lean to the Cavaliers, mostly because of my anti-Trey Young and Atlanta bias um, as far as the, the, the side goes. As far as the total, it's just like Cleveland has played so many unders this year. The Atlanta Hawks play a really uh, – they like to slow down the pace, and, I, and I'm pretty sure Cleveland's going to not try to speed up the pace. So I could see there being <laughs> fewer possessions, which – Typically means uh, unders, but I don't have an official play on that. Are you, are you hitting the the Hawks or the
1: Cavalier game? So it's not going to be like a go to the window vibe, but I'm actually leaning towards the over two twenty three. If you look at three of the four times these two teams have played, it has popped off. So they've topped two. So the total set at two twenty three point five, and the three of the four times these two teams have played, they've went over two thirty five. The other time would have went under this total. But the three of the four, they've just crushed it. The Hawks rank eighth in pace over the last 15 games, seventh in offensive rating, and the Cavs at 24th in defensive rating. I mean, they were once the best defense, or at least a top three defense in the NBA. They've just struggled since uh, Allen's not being there. And also the Hawks at 14th in offensive rebounding rate, and the Cavs are 18th in defensive rebounding rate. While I don't trust Atlanta on the road, I do – I think you can back Atlanta by also going with the over. Because if Atlanta covers, the over should hit in this game. So uh, I would rather play a side that might be able to uh, get lucky and hit even if Atlanta doesn't cover. So uh, I like the over here. I think the just what we've seen from both teams this season and how Atlanta's played lately, that uh, it's the better play.
0: Yeah, they're 10-7 and seven, uh, to the over as a road favorite. Um, but Cleveland as a home underdog is – Pulling it up now, eight and seven to the over as well with a plus two point nine total margin. So maybe you're onto something there. I think Allen hurts uh, Cleveland. The absence of Allen hurts Cleveland's offense almost as much as its defense, if not pretty much the same. So um, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to like kind of get any handicapping factors out of his absence. I I kind of cut you off there. What you're saying?
1: I just I I would do. I was just going to go with Allen as well it's like you can't put a, a value point on him he's almost I think this is a little far of a stretch but he's almost the most important single player to a team success in the NBA it's it's close I mean look at all the MVP candidates Ja Curry and B they even have Harden I mean if if Alan goes away this team doesn't even make the play-in tournament
0: no yeah I mean their record with uh without like Allen 70. is do you have it? Like
1: seven and fifteen or something? I don't know. Yeah, it's, like, it's pretty
0: bad. Good. Yeah, I mean he was an all star for a reason, and it wasn't just his numbers, it was his overall impact of the game. And it's just like the thing that I cannot ignore. I actually if Allen played, I think it'd be a pick'em. Like I don't think it would be like Cleveland minus three or anything like that. I do think the momentum of Atlanta, they're uh, big game experience, their playoff run last year, all kind of makes them expensive in this place or in the spot. And it's just like moving forward into the my playoff like handicaps. I'm going to be doing a daily NBA podcast for the postseason. I might be looking more at betting splits and factoring that more heavier into my handicaps because during the regular season, the market doesn't matter as much in in, in the NBA. Right? I mean, there's less money Money's in not there. there yeah, the money matters in the, in the playoffs, obviously, or there's more, there's more bets. There's more action with these sports books in the playoffs. So, you know, the, when you see a, 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 betting split, like the Atlanta Hawks getting 86% of the tickets, 97% of the cash, the, the odds makers are going to be rooting for the Cavaliers. They are, that is 100% going to happen. So, you know, that's the side you want to be on. And like, I don't as much as I I I pride myself on learning these matchups and figuring out like which team can exploit which weakness and vice versa I don't know more than the market or the odds maker so I do kind of have to defer to them at certain times you know so moving forward if I was like to analyze like some of my um, mistakes in the play-in round, at least a couple games that I bet and both missed on, which was the the Los Angeles Clippers against the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Hornets against the Hawks, both of which were public sides. Um, So I, you know, right when those games tipped off, I felt like an idiot actually. Um, You know, the Clippers had me um, pretty pumped going into the fourth quarter, but they ended up peeing down their leg, and 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 uh, the house won. And same thing with the Hornets yesterday. That well, not the same thing in terms of game, um, how the game played out. But the Hornets were a public dog, go, excuse me, going into that game, so the house had slightly more liability on them. Um, but I don't have an official play on this. Again, I I, I want to get on the same side of the house, but just like. The Atlanta Hawks have cost me too much money. I don't know. What am I? How much? How much dumber can I look? You know, it's it's starting to
1: hit, hurt my ego, to be honest. <laughs> Trey Young is just brutal. There's no one worse than Trey Young to hurt your ego. Makes you feel bad.
0: Yeah, because it's just like death by a thousand paper cuts. Like with this guy shooting free throws to murder you, it's just like it's terrible to watch. And
1: the hairline, it's just it's all tough.
0: Yeah, it's it's it it sucks losing money to that guy. It really does. (laughs) I just I don't know. Sometimes I see him. It's like how can he be good at basketball? Uh, All right, let's go to the next game, which is the New Orleans Pelicans and the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, I, I think the Clippers win. Um, I have so mu- I had so much liability. Still do with the Clippers. I have them plus five thousand to win the Western Conference. And I then I got them more at plus twenty six hundred to win the Western Conference. Um two good tickets, but I was really, really kind of banking on them beating the Minnesota Timberwolves in the first playing game and then getting the Memphis Grizzlies, which is obviously a far easier matchup for them than the uh Phoenix Suns. But here we are against the Pelicans, and it's kind of shocking if you look at their recent head-to-head history. The New Orleans Pelicans won five straight against the Clippers before they lost to them April third. Um, they've covered I think six straight, so I think they're going to keep this game close. And if I'm being honest, like I like the Pelicans roster even more than I like the, the Clipper roster. Like I've which is saying something coming from you. I've oh, I, well, you don't you haven't known me this long, but. I've always been a huge Brandon Ingram fan, like huge Brandon Ingram fan. I think I think he's a, an elite scorer and has the possibility of averaging in the upper twenties. You know, if he they give him the the keys of the offense now, maybe it's not the most efficient way to to run a team. Um, so they brought in uh, CJ McCollum at the trade deadline. He's been sick for them. Killed it against the Spurs last night. I mean, Valanciunas is a better big than Zubac, right? Um, I think – no, I don't think CJ McCollum is definitely a better guard or a uh, better backcourt player than Reggie Jackson. And, and New Orleans has, like, length, size, depth. They're not going to be a fun team to play against the Clippers. Um, and But I go back to the same thing, you know, I said about the, the Timberwolves and Clippers matchup and the one thing that had me concerned. It's like I would hammer the Clippers. I would ask for a loan to bet the Clippers in the seven-game series. One game. I don't know. I don't know if that gives. I don't know if that gives Lu enough time to adjust. So we saw um, him late to the to the uh, to adjust to D'Angelo Russell cooking them the other night. They put Terrence Mann on him the fourth quarter, and Terrence Mann did a really good job. I think he would stick Terrence Mann on D'Angelo Russell and reduce his effectiveness in a seven-game series. But we don't have that chance, um, or we didn't have that chance the other night. We don't have that chance here. So uh, the value is for the pelicans plus four i'm gonna write it up for Sportsbook wire I'm, you know probably gonna end up betting it but uh it's more of a lean if i'm being honest because I, I do think the clippers you know they're they gonna have the best player with paul george on the floor they have a uh a better coach you would think you know willie greens in his first year so how are you getting down on this game if at all
1: so you basically said everything that i wanted to say i think i'm just <laughs> gonna add to what you said in the sense of Paul George is going to be the best player on the court. We all know that. But who's the next three, four best players? The next three best players are probably McCollum, Ingram, and Valanchunas. I, I just can't get behind, like, trusting Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris. They can still win the game. And I I think you're on to something brilliant here. I think they're going to win the game. And they're at home. They play better at home. Uh, but I can't take them to win by more than four especially because I'm sure they'll be betting favorites. And I think the Pelicans, their isolation scores are elite. I mean, they're good. They And they rebound fourth highest offensive rebounding rate in the league. Whereas, as we mentioned on Tuesday's podcast, the Clippers, that's one of their defensive uh, – uh, not one of their strengths. It's a weakness for them. So, Marcus uh,
0: Morris had zero rebounds. I am so mad at Marcus Morris. Yeah, he I had, saw you tweeting, played...
1: how can someone that tall just not grab one board? That's, I, it's, dude, that I bugs me really more about Bass yeah dude that that's
0: that's like that's something when i see it that pisses me off in basketball when a big doesn't doesn't rebound it's like doing the
1: whole hand slapping thing with patrick like you hated on patrick for being emotional for beverly before the game and then marcus morse was the one that got stupid double tech no 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 no. but the, I, I wasn't listening to the volume i
0: was at the bar for that game but like I thought that was Morris being an idiot, but they ended up, the Clippers ended up getting a technical foul shot out of that. So whatever happened, I think Beverly made a mistake. And like to go back on that game, like a lot of it played out like we said, like the Timberwolves were emotional, right? Like Pat Beverly got into foul trouble early. Carl Anthony Towns got into foul trouble su- super early, and they shut Four him fouls, down.
1: Second. But we also said, hey, they have guys that can take over. Like you yeah. can't stop Anthony Edwards from shooting the ball. Yeah. He's just jumped higher than you, and he's just more athletic. And that's what happened. And that's kind of what scares me about the Pelicans is you can't stop Brandon Ingram. You can't stop C.J. McCollum. You just hope they miss, and I'd rather bank on Reggie Jackson missing than C.J. McCollum.
0: Yeah, I would expect to see a lot of Terrence Mann in this game on C.J. McCollum. But, I mean, they have depth at the, at the wing uh, Pelicans to kind of throw at paul george with her with herb jones yeah. and and, and brandon, jones is awesome brandon Ingram's is actually like an average to an above average defender like he he, he at least competes on defense and is going to be out there and use his length so i i i do think the clippers advance i do actually think if they do if they advance they would give the suns a decent series um i have more faith in them giving a, a tougher series in new or than new orleans but i just don't see any value in betting this game if i'm being honest so we I should probably move on, right? Going to the Eastern Conference, we well, we don't know the 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 uh the one match the one versus uh, 8 matchup even even though it's uh it's uh the Miami Heat is the first seed in the Eastern Conference and they're playing the winner of the Atlanta Hawks and the Cleveland Cavaliers series. Miami is down 1-2 uh, versus Cleveland this season, but uh the the Cleveland team that beat them was uh, both games was in December, much healthier team. Um, and they're 3-1 and one straight up and against the spread, the Heat are, against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, they had obviously much rather play the Cavs, given the Cavs' injury issues and lack of playoff experience, um, but they, are, you know, they do uh, have a better record against the Hawks. Do you have anything looking ahead to this matchup, or are we just breezing past this one? Because there is no matchup to look at. We're just guessing.
1: I mean, personally, I think Miami's kind of a vulnerable team. I just but yeah there's nothing they're solid all around and whoever they play isn't i mean i would actually rather see them play the Cavs because jared allen's gonna return for that series i would think so that's true he's on the he's on the fringe of he's on the brink of return so just not quite there yet i'd rather see them see the Cavs, but not nah, I, I only have a couple on a couple series some of these first rounders just aren't going to be worth my time
0: yeah i think the cavaliers could pose a tougher matchup with jared allen in there than atlanta because uh Miami's one real weakness is ball security. They turn the ball over a lot. Atlanta doesn't force any turnovers. They're not really going to exploit that, right? Whereas like Miami's offense can just knife through Atlanta's weak ass defense and and I know Miami's really really good against bad defenses and Atlanta's really really bad against good defenses and Miami's a good defense. So um I'm not I wouldn't play the series handicap, which is how many games the Heat would win by. I'm certainly not gonna lay heavy juice to bet him against the Hawks or the Cavs. I would prefer to see the Cavs. It'll probably be the Hawks. Um, but the Heat would advance in my um on my bracket either way. Next series, which we'll probably spend the next forty five minutes discussing, the Philadelphia 76ers, the four seed playing the five-seed Toronto Raptors. Right now, the series prices are... The 76ers are favored, minus 180. I said right now, I actually uh, pulled them yesterday. Uh, the Toronto Raptors are plus 150 to win this series. I mean, Nate, you know how I feel. Most of the listeners, actually, who've been uh, following along with the Daily NBA podcast know how I feel. I've been, I'm very long on Toronto. I am the fucking... Excuse me. I have I, I i've i've been on Toronto's side for a long, long time. Probably since I started the bed slipping podcast, way before all these other schnooks and media got on them. Who are you taking, and why?
1: So I'm actually going interesting here. uh Oh, I'm going. I was looking at Tipico's odds, and I was like, how can we make this fun? I'm going Sixers Raptors correct score after four games two two plus 140. I don't I don't care how the series ends. I don't think a team's going to get a 3-1 lead. I think that's my point, and it's definitely not going to be a sweep. The reasons are kind of obvious. The Sixers have star power. They can go off. They have arguably the MVP, but then on the other side of the boat, you have the Raptors have the seventh highest defensive field goal rate within six feet, the, and the Sixers shoot the 10th most two-point field goals. They have the length. Uh, Boucher, uh, Siakam, all those players, they have incredible length they have incredible depth they have incredible like they're good at each position but they don't necessarily have the star power so i think the sixers will be able to get by two of the first four um i just i think the raptors are just gonna they're just gonna hammer them over and over again what are they what are they number one or number two in offensive rebounding rate
0: yep um, top three
1: yeah and, and then i i understand the sixers have mb but how how well is he gonna hold up if these games are up and down the court. I mean, I've, I've watched them play and they just play half court through beat. That's why I love Seth Curry on that team. And I thought that was a mistake to give him up. So I'm going to take this Raptors-Sixers 2-2 plus 140 after four games. Interesting. It's happened once in the last four years. Crazy enough, two of the last four Eastern Conference four or five matchups were sweeps. That is kind of interesting, actually. Well, it's a little crazy to me. It was like uh, the, the Heat did it to the Pacers one year and then I forget the other one. I think what's interesting is this
0: is the only game on the betting splits that has reverse line movement. Most of the money, most of the action is coming in on Philly, but the line is moving away from them. Uh, I think it opened at Philly 5.5. Hold on, I'll pull it up right now, actually. It opened at Philly, uh, the 76ers favored 5, and it's down to 4, despite them getting 90% of the cash. So this I am a little frustrated because everyone's like moving into my turf, jumping on my bandwagon. I've been huge in the Toronto Raptors and I've told friends and I thought I told you that I was like, I like I saw this a month ago. I was like, I hope the Raptors can get in the five spot and play the 76ers because they will 100 percent beat them in the first round. I, I have this as one of my best bets. I already bet it. I, I bet it at, like plus one eighty when it first came out. So shop around for the best number if you're not in New Jersey or Colorado. But I just like the the Toronto's edge and fast break basketball is huge, and and Philly's suspect defensive rebounding is huge. Um I I specifically looking at the fast break basketball. So people have been confused. I've heard I've heard a few podcasts talking about how the Toronto Raptors have a slow pace, right? And um Philly's weakness is in their transition defense, but they're they're kind of missing it. Toronto has a bottom ten pace, but they get out into transition at a top five frequency. Like they they look to force turnovers, they have a high defensive turnover rate. And, and and off of live rebounds will push the pace, right? Off of makes, they'll slow it down and get in a half-court basketball. So they are third in points per game, uh, fast-break points per game scored, Toronto is. Fourth in fast-break points added per 100 possessions. Philly, 28th in fast-break points per game allowed, and 27th in fast-break points per 100, uh, added per, uh, per 100 possessions. Again, uh, Toronto does offensive rebound like crazy. And, um, the Philly, Philadelphia 76ers really outside of, and don't have that many good rebounders. Also, thiable, their best, uh, yep. a wing defender won't be there for any of the Toronto games. Cause he's unvaccinated. Why I like
1: my two, two. That's why the two, two strong. Yep.
0: Um, and Pascal Siakam has been is at this point probably the most underrated player in the NBA this season. Like he has just been phenomenal. They're playing, he's playing this year the way Toronto needed him to play last year. So he's been. I think he's by, behind Embiid the, the second best player on the court. I think Harden's trend uh, trend line really has been concerned. I, I I would rather have Van Vliet than him at this point. Um, of which I'm assuming most people would agree with, uh, disagree with, but I think something everyone would agree with is Nick Nurse is a far better coach than Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is
1: just itching the, to blow the series. He one wants of those it. overrated coaches. He's going to blow it and then he's going to blame it on Harden.
0: I mean, and and you know the the best part about Game One for me is that I I literally don't care what happens. I have the Toronto Raptors to win the series. If they lose, I'm going to bet the Toronto Raptors adjusted series price. I, I literally, I actually hope that they lose because I'm going to bet it again at plus three hundred or whatever it is. And, yeah. So it really like if, uh, if they the win first two
1: games, it's not honestly. If they go down two zero, if it's still plus five hundred, go for it. Yeah, like that.
0: I will. I will bet them as long as they're. I mean, if they're down three nothing, I'll be like, all right, well, whoops, <laughs> plus two thousand, got it. I mean, I I could throw I could throw fifty bones at that one <laughs> for sure. Um, but uh, the other thing is, and this is part of the Nick Nurse versus Doc Rivers, like handicapping angle, Joel Embiid struggles versus Toronto. Toronto has length and they play aggressive on-ball defense that frustrates Embiid. Embiid likes to handle the ball and dribble through traffic. And against Toronto's length, that's going to be a problem. Against Nick Nurse's defensive schemes, that's going to be a problem. Uh, Embiid over his career versus Nick Nurse's Toronto Raptors, just since Nick Nurse got there in 2018, he's averaging 21 and a half points per game. His career average is 26 points per game. 51% true shooting career, 60% true shooting. Minus 1.4 box plus minus uh, for his career, plus 5.9. So he struggles against Toronto, and if Embiid struggles at all, if you're not getting essentially MVP level Embiid. Philly's getting bounced. They're getting bounced in the first round. And again, regardless of what happens in the first game, I will be betting Toronto. Well, actually, if Toronto loses the first game, I'll be betting Toronto adjusted series. What's
1: funny um, about your love for the Raptors is that my brother lives in Philly, huge Sixers fan. And I told him if they get past the first round, I'll fly up and we'll go to a Sixers game. Nice. I mean, so it looks like I might not have that expense if uh, the Raptors pull through.
0: Yeah, I don't think you're going to be going to Philly. <laughs> but, hey, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I've whiffed in a couple first-round series uh, in the past couple years, so and then I've had to make it back in the next round. So hopefully it doesn't happen like that. But judging by the play-in, um, coming in here limping a little bit. But I got Toronto Raptors plus 150 to win this series. You'll be hearing that again in the uh, going to the window segment. Do you have anything else in the series?
1: No, I just like the two-two. I, I think it's super even. I think it goes six or seven.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. I, I think it does go six or seven. All right, next series, not much here, but Milwaukee Bucks, uh, the three-seed, did a little playoff gymnastics, seeding gymnastics at the end of the regular season, maybe on purpose, maybe just to rest some guys, but they ended up getting six-seed Chicago Bulls who are trending way down coming into the playoffs. Bulls are, down. Yeah, Bulls are getting plus six fifty. You gotta lay twelve minus twelve hundred with the Bucks if you're gonna take them to win this series. I I don't see any value in any one of those numbers. I think the Tipico is giving a series handicap, so the the Bucks have to win by two and a half games is minus one seventy. And I'm I'm not laying minus one seventy on that. Just because if Chicago can pull its head out of its ass, play less ISO ball, you have more ball movement. Milwaukee Bucks do struggle in three-point defense, so I could see Chicago stealing one or two of them, as crazy as that sounds, as unlikely as it sounds. Um, it's it's a lame three-versus-six matchup. Milwaukee's crushed Chicago in three of the four factors in their meetings this year. I mean, Chicago likes to play through its two all-star wings, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. Milwaukee's better, obviously, with Giannis and Chris Middleton. And just the bottom line for me with Chicago and really what's going to be the the reason that they're gonna um be exited in the first round is they're they're just too small you know an underrated feature of a good team of a of a title contending team is having backup bigs and having depth depth at at, at the center or the the uh, rebounding slots so that's chicago's ultimate achilles heel i guess and i i don't see them um I, I i could see this series i've heard that you've probably heard this a million times i could see it being ended in four or five games but i i don't have any action on it um how do you feel about this one
1: i will say i was talking about this with my cousin and he put 50 bucks on a sweep and i was like man i'm about to just tell you to bet that through me and me and you'll just i'll give you 120 if they sweep it i don't think it's a sweep i think it's five um I, I think this the, the Bulls showed enough this season. They're good enough to get one at home. And honestly, if they don't get one at home, one game at home, they, I honestly would say you need to blow it up. I don't know. There's no there's no excuse to not to have this team have three or four All-Stars and not get one. So uh, I'm thinking they get one. I don't think more than one. I wouldn't be willing to bet 4-1, 4-2, 4-0. I wouldn't be willing to bet anything on this series, Bryce.
0: But the blow it up, like – Alonzo Ball's injury certainly hurts. You know, Alex Caruso's missed a bunch of time. Nikola Vucevic I do think is overrated and mostly sucks. I'm with you there. And, and DeMar DeRozan is going to end up getting dunked on figuratively and literally in the first round here. And it's going to be like, oh, another DeMar DeRozan first-round exit. And part of that is because he actually um, isn't as good as his numbers indicate. But, I mean, I still think you got to kind of run it back if you can with this team, try to get some more – depth at, at center and just hope Alonzo ball stays healthy, but
1: yeah, I just feel like if you can't get one game, you're just going to live in Chicago bulls playoff purgatory for forever. But I mean, a lot of teams are there. It's hard to actually contend. So yeah, can't hate them for yeah, it. Yeah.
0: It w- if it was like, it's just, it's just a, t- it's a terrible matchup. Like honestly, it's just like the worst matchup they could have gotten.
1: <laughs> like if they could have even got the, the heat.
0: Yeah. Like they a- would much rather be the eight seed, like much rather, rather than that. Um, yeah, it's a terrible matchup. I, I I can't make an argument for the Bulls nope. really winning more more than more than one game if I'm being honest, but I like I to your earlier point and uh, uh, also kind of my earlier point, the Milwaukee's three point defense is suspect enough where Chicago can't steal one. So all right, uh, the fourth and final series in the Eastern Conference, Boston Celtics. Um, the host team, two seed against the seven seed Brooklyn Nets, who need to beat the Cavaliers to make it to this point. Celtics are minus one forty to win the series, plus one ten on the for the Brooklyn Nets, according to Tipico. And uh Rob, Boston will be without Robert Williams the third for for me, that's a big enough injury to matter. Um I'll I'll get ahead of the, all of this. This is a pick. This isn't a bet. I, th- I think the Nets win the the NBA Finals, so they're going to be my team to advance here and advance through. Um, I'm not going to bet it because Brooklyn Nets are honestly a team that I've struggled with. I've showed them maybe too much support, and they've just kind of burned me with their failures against the spread as a favorite. And I've made a lot of money on Boston this year. I was I, I like the way they play defense uh, before the start of the new year when they really turned it on, and I made some money off of them early and often. Um, so I, I, I like Boston here. And I, I look at Boston, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee as the three Eastern Conference teams with a legitimate chance to beat the F- Phoenix Suns. And, and, and I would actually consider them all a favorite over the Suns. That's kind of how little I think of the Suns. I mean... Saying that they're still the the best team in the West, in my opinion. So, but Besides I, Warriors. I, uh, well, all right. Is that a, is that foreshadowing? It's a preview. It's nice. A preview. Nice. I can't wait to hear that. Big uh, Warriors guy. Boston's three and one straight up and against the spread versus Brooklyn. this season, Brooklyn slaughtered Boston last year in the playoffs, beat them four to one, um, straight up and covered in their four wins in the first round. Um, Katie's the best player in the series. Kyrie Irving lights Marcus Smart's ass up. Uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, when they're on the floor together, the Nets got a plus 13.2 uh, points per hundred possession differential. That's in the 98th percentile five-man lineup. So these guys are sensational when they're both on the floor. We're going to see 40 minutes of each of them, right? You'd yeah. think? so Easily. And 40, I
1: think – 42, 44 minutes of each of them. It's going to be insane. Like,
0: we haven't seen it this year but like, I actually like Brooklyn's supporting cast. I think is better than Boston's. Like they haven't.
1: See, I I think we disagree there. Did, did okay. we watch the same playing game? Because Bruce Brown can't shoot a three, and I think that's going to hurt them. They're going to have two of their five players going to be absolutely non-threats from deep, and I that's something I can't get behind. So Bruce Brown, and this is the thing,
0: and it surfaces, surfaces in the playoffs more than anything. Bruce Brown couldn't hit a three in Cleveland right in brooklyn he might knock down a couple threes and what do we need out of him really or what do the nets need out of him two, two threes. threes right two if he hits three they're probably winning that game you know what i mean like unless it's like garbage time stuff i agree but at the same time are
1: we i mean i know you're not banking on it but i'm i'm not putting my trust in bruce brown
0: no i'm put no i'm putting my trust in kevin durant actually that's who i'm yeah. putting my trust in and i mean there's i mean outside of injury i think he's the best player in the world um, and you know, he's played well against Boston, obviously. And like the whole point about the supporting cast, like Seth Curry hasn't looked very good versus Brooklyn, and maybe it just doesn't come around for him this year. But he's lit up Boston this year, shooting 55% from the field, 56% from three, and he's played them in five games this year because he's you know, he flip flopped teams midway through the year. Um, I just I got I to gotta roll with KD here. Like, best player on the floor, best player on the planet, in my opinion. Um, I, I like the, Brooklyn, the, the Boston thing, but they do have a rookie head coach. I mean, granted, it's not like Steve Nash has a lot of experience, but I think KD and Kyrie will make up for that ultimately and figure out a way to get past the Boston Celtics. It's not going to be an official pick or official bet, but it is an official pick.
1: Yeah, so I was just kind of running through the odds for this series. I'm not going to take too much time here, but I kind of like the Celtics to lead through three games, 2-1 at plus 115. Um, Yeah, you have Irving there, but you're going to have Derek White, who's a pretty good defender and smart both there. If they want to put Jalen Brown there, they can. And then you'll have Tatum as well. And it's more – so the Celtics had the ninth-ranked offense. The, the Nets were 10th. Obviously, the Nets had so many issues throughout the season, and now they're actually kind of rounding into form. But the Celtics had the best-ranked defense in the league. And they also did pretty good at rebounding. I mean, they weren't great at rebounding, but um, it's not like the Nets attacked it last very hard. Um, I just have a hard time watching what I watched against Cleveland and thinking they could take down one of the better teams in the league. I guess that's more a wait and see because you're right. Durant is probably the best player on the planet when he's healthy, which he is. It's just I think I'm going to take the team that's got the best defense in the NBA, especially to win the first couple at home.
0: Yeah, my last point, which is actually one of my first points, were I this th- I think these are two of the top four teams, five teams in the NBA, and the absence of Robert Williams a third is enough to like kind of split the no, difference for me.
1: I think he's sensational, and I think it's a, I think it's definitely a difference maker.
0: Yeah. So um, again, it's a, it's an official pick, but not an official bet. On to the Western Conference, uh, Phoenix Suns will host the winner of the Clippers. Um, pelicans series or play in game um again i have a i have clippers plus 5000 to win the west plus 2600 um as well i got them twice and my theory was that um if they can sneak into the playoffs get memphis in the first round maybe Kawhi leonard comes back in the second round in time to play phoenix or if he could even come back in the middle of the first round i don't even know really if they get past the pelicans i'm not that confident that they do to be honest um, and I'm not confident Kawhi Leonard comes back in this series. For what it's worth, L.A. is 2-2 two and two straight up and against the spread versus Phoenix this year, and, and Paul George has only played in one of those games. Um, the Suns are 3-1 and one straight up and against the spread versus um, the New Orleans Pelicans this year, and New Orleans' only win was when uh, Phoenix was missing Chris Paul. So uh, the Clippers match up much better with the suns in a seven game series they have that experience that toughness but i can't say confidently they'll even get there and i definitely can't be confident about their chances because the phoenix suns are are sick they're the favorite for a reason
1: yeah i mean i don't have a ton on this game i i didn't handicap it much the suns are gonna win the series i mean i i just think it'll be funner if we get the clippers
0: yeah 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 i could go like shit it probably should have won seven last year so you know i this this next it could be a fun chippy um six game series next round yeah if it's the clippers i
1: think the west is way deeper and way better but a lot of these series i don't think will be fun because we're about to move on to jazz mavericks and i couldn't find a single line i liked. you don't know if Doncic is gonna play the jazz are have kind of sucked for a lot of the season but you know their players are good so um I mean, you can break down the start of that, but I, I also don't have a play in Mavericks Jazz. I think the unknown is just a little too great. Interesting. I do have a play in the Mavericks Jazz. You uh, like Mavericks because it's like plus 300 right now? Is it plus 300? I thought, I thought it was...
0: Oh.
1: I don't know. I thought it was plus something sick because the Doncic news was like he could miss the first two games and if they lose both those at home. They go down three-one, and then it's just a tough situation.
0: So right now, I'm pulling up on Tipico. The Mavericks to win the series are um, plus two hundred and fifty. The Jazz are minus three hundred and ten. Uh, my official best bet were the Dallas Mavericks plus one and a half series handicap I, plus one twenty-five. I just looked
1: at that and was like, that is a beautiful bet.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sprinkle on them plus two hundred and fifty to win the series. And I'm going to take them uh, plus one and a half series handicap. And foreshadowing to the upcoming uh, um, first round uh, opening weekend uh, podcast preview, I'm, I'm going to take the the Mavericks plus the points in Game One against the the Utah Jazz. I mean, if you're a listener of this podcast, the NBA episodes, you'll know that I'm uh, i I'm, I'm a Utah Jazz truther. I think they're frauds, and I think they're broken at this point. Um. Everyone expects Donovan or Rudy Gobert to be moved. Maybe one or the other. They should move on with Donovan from Donovan Mitchell because he's overrated. He's got a minus one point one adjusted on-off net rating this year. Gobert's got a plus six point three. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is a shot creator, and people fall in love with that that shit. But. He doesn't really equal wins and losses. He's got a lot of hollow points. And the Mavs have done a good job defending him this year. He's gotten 24 points per game in the four games versus the Mavs, but it's on high volume 40% field goal percentage, and he's got a minus 12 net rating. Um, Jazz, frauds, like I said, they're 33 and 45 and 4 against the number this year. Against winning teams, they're 923 and 2 against the spread. Dallas is 24 and 14. Now, Luka Doncic currently. Is um is injured? We're not sure the the status of his calf and when he'll return. I saw something uh, that suggested he would be back for game three in Utah. That would be huge. If I knew that, the price probably. If anyone knew that, the price probably wouldn't be what it is. Um, but I would be much more happy about taking Dallas Uh, if I can even just. If Luke, if there's any chance I'm coming back for game three, I love this series. price. I mean, he averaged 30, 11, and 8 on 46%, 44, and 80 shooting at a plus 9 rating against Utah this year. He he lit their asses up. Um, and Utah just can't stay in front of ball handlers. I think Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie are going to get to the rack against uh, against Utah. And, I mean, most of it is just based on my theory that the Utah Jazz aren't um, a legitimate playoff team, or they're a legitimate playoff team. They're not a legitimate title contender, and them being favored 300 against Dallas, who's played really good even when Luka Doncic's been off the floor. Um, It's very similar to the John Morant-Grizzlies splits. I like the Mavericks. I'm going to sprinkle on them to win the the, uh, series at plus 250, but I'll take the plus 125 at plus one-and-a-half games.
1: Yeah, I like it. I don't have
0: anything on that, but I like it. All right, cool. Uh, next series, you actually hinted at liking one of the teams yeah. to make the finals.
1: Let me unpack. Let me sit up in my chair for this.
0: All right, so I'll set the table before you start eating. Golden State Warriors are two fifty series. Uh, have a minus two fifty series price. So they host the Denver Nuggets, who are uh, sitting there at plus two hundred. Denver was three and one straight up, but uh, two and two against the spread versus Golden State this year uh Draymond didn't play in any one of those games though and denver only three and nine against the number in the last 12 versus golden state nate what do you got on this one
1: so i'm taking golden state at plus 400 to take the west plus 750 to win title and i'm taking them minus 1.5 uh so it's minus 1.5 minus 105 on i guess you call that the series line um so it's looking more and more optimistic, like two-time MVP, Stephen Curry's going to play. Curry, he's shooting career lows from, I am believe, from the field and from three. But that, he'll bounce back from that. We've seen what Curry's made of. And then at the other time, you have Clay Thompson, who's heating up. You have Jordan Poole, who has averaged like 26 points per game over the past month. And then you have Golden State. If you look at this team, when they played together for the first few months, they had historic defensive rating, and they were that good. I mean, they beat the Suns. They beat the Nets in Brooklyn. They've been some of the best teams in the league. And I just don't think Denver's there yet. I think Denver with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. give the Nuggets far more options. It's just when you have Draymond Green, when you have Looney, who's a pretty solid defender. Now, albeit Golden State is low on some size, but who else does Denver really have to go through? Aaron Gordon is too inconsistent for me. Um, I'm not a huge Will Barton guy. I I think those guys are just too inconsistent to trust on for Jokic in the playoffs, especially a defense that was among the best in history earlier in the season. Also, the Warriors have the number two effective defensive field goal rate. And that's kind of what, when you look at Denver, that's something they do great. Jokic gets you open. They have the number one effective field goal rate. Well, the Warriors counter that almost perfectly. And then if you look on the flip on just another point, you have Golden State who – forces the seventh most turnovers are at the seventh highest turnover rate. And then you have the Nuggets who rank 26th in turnover rate. I think that just playing your play through one guy, and then you have a superstar, superstar, like, like just defense over there. I think that's going to be hard for Jokic to consistently find the open guy and to consistently just go through him and win the game. I think the weapons for the Warriors are as good as anyone else has in the league. Their camaraderie their how they've played the last, uh, not a few years, but how they played together, the big three. I think there's just too much there. And when they were all healthy earlier in the season, they were incredible. So uh, I'll take them here. I'll take them on the series line to win at 4-2 or even
0: 4-1. Nice. Well, we're opposite here. I already bet the Denver Nuggets to win the series. Um, I My official best bet will be this, the Nuggets plus one and a half series handicap. It's minus 135 on Tipico, but I am going to sprinkle on them to win the series at plus 200. A lot of it is just like a fade against the Warriors. Like everyone uh, is penciling in or or penning in them being as good or being like championship caliber Warriors. And we just haven't seen enough of Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, and Steph Curry on the court together this year. Um, you know, for me to be convinced that that's the situation. Obviously, there's a good chance I look stupid in this one. I, I mean, I'm taking plus 200. It's not that stupid, but...
1: Yeah, that's a fine. The series bet for Denver is why I didn't want to bet the Warrior series series. It's a, it's a or series price. It's a great price point for Denver for the whole series. Right, because, I mean, I love Curry,
0: and he's a better all-time player, but Nikola Jokic is the best player on the floor. Like, he is.
1: And I do think he's going. You disagree? It's a tough. That's just tough. I like Jokic. I do, but I don't think he. I've and I've watched Denver a lot this year. I when Curry's hot, he's the best player. I mean, he hasn't been as hot as he has in previous seasons. He's not playing at an MVP level, but I'm also kind of team and beat MVP, which I'm sure you're not on. No, no, no way. Um, <laughs> I, I,
0: I think. I think Denver is a legitimate threat to every team, not Phoenix. Like the reason Phoenix crushed Denver last year and the wood crush Denver again this year, um, is because Deandre Ayton could effectively offset Nikola Jokic's production. Like if Deandre Ayton could get 17 to 20 points and 10 rebounds again, like he did last year against Jokic, they have no chance, Denver. And um, they can't play pick and roll defense against Chris Paul, so they're gonna get knifed through. But like um the, the the Warriors don't really attack uh the same way as the Suns, obviously. And the um and and I think Denver or I think Jokic is just gonna tear through that front court. I mean his numbers this year were sick against the Warriors, but again, they were missing Draymond Green, so that is uh part of the reason why he did play so so great. Uh, versus the, the Warriors earlier this year. Um and uh Steph Steph Curry had shooting troubles midway through this year. And uh since Clay returned January 9th, Golden State's been more or less a mediocre team. They're 24 and 20 straight up, plus 2.6 net rating, minus 1.3 ATS differential, versus top 10 teams, which Denver falls in into that group. They're 6 and 10 straight up with a minus 5.5 5. Net rating minus 3.9 ATS differential versus top 10 offenses. Another group Denver falls into. They're six and 11 straight up minus seven adjusted net rating minus 6.7 adjusted or ATS differential. These numbers can be taken with a grain of salt, of course, because Draymond Green has been missing games. Uh, Clay Thompson has been in and out of the lineup with like load or um, injury management and Steph Curry has missed a whole bunch of time. And and when um, his March numbers before he got injured were off the hook, Steph Curry really started turning it on. But I do think the benches actually cancel each other out. I know that might be shocking to some people to hear, but I think Bones Highland is honestly is about as good as Jordan Poole. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, I think is going to, Absolutely mop, uh, Belichich or whatever, however, the hell you say that guy's name. And like, whatever, Bryn Forbes, Austin Rivers, Gary Payton Jr., and Damian Lee, there's no difference there. Um, I, it looks like you're trying to say something, but you're muted. We, Go ahead.
1: We got to take back that Jordan Poole slander, he's averaging like 26 a game over the past month.
0: Uh, Bones Highland's been balling over the past month I hear you, I know everyone likes Jordan Poole And he, I, I, I had him as one of the, my uh, Favorites to win most improved player This year and sixth man of the year I like Jordan Poole, but I, I also like Bones Highland, the point is like yeah. I think Like Bones Highland, Forbes And Rivers effectively Cancel out Jordan Poole, Damian Lee in my opinion, that's, that's more what I meant And I think it's a, like It's
1: a fair point, I'm not saying you're wrong, I'm just saying I think and it's hard because the Warriors have had so many issues this season that you don't know what you're going to get. You could get a finals-caliber team, which at the plus 750 isn't bad, or you could get a first-round exit. So you're right. It is it is risky. That's why I would much rather play a series line than minus 240. And the minus 240 is unplayable for sure. But if this is the team that everyone thinks it is, the Nuggets without their second and third-best score, it's definitely reasonable to think they could go 4-2 or
0: 4-1. And, I mean – it has not been confirmed Steph Curry is playing in game 1. It yes, hasn't. Been.
1: Optimist optimism but not confirmed and you don't know at what level even if he does play. I mean that's in that's a spring foot. And literally, be, yeah, yeah, he could be hobbled and like It's not like it was broken ribs or freaking Jared Allen's pinky or whatever. It's like that's a that's an injury where if he's playing he could only be 80%. Sure, and that's an injury
0: as you know as a basketball player or like you think about forever. Like rolling your ankle, getting like rolled up on stuff like that, like that affects well, it, your movements.
1: And it it it's at least when I've sprained my ankle, unless you're playing at a hundred percent, it's far more likely to do it again. Right. And if he sprains his foot again, you win. I mean, you win your bet. Right. And I that's and you
0: win. I mean, we've seen this in recent years, like with Kevin Durant. Like Kevin Durant, you know, he came back a little early, he tore his Achilles, missed the next year, and he did it for a title. You know, but it's Cousins like
1: did the same thing came back to squat.
0: Yeah. And it's like you go from sitting on the couch, you know, rehabbing, whatever, to playing playoff intensity. Like, yeah, you could roll your ankle again or or further exasperate your injury. And I just I think the price is too good. And there's too many fair questions to ask of Golden State. That's that's kind of the point of my handicap and the foundation of it. And I do I do think Jokic is the MVP. We do disagree on that.
1: Yeah, it's fine. You're going to win that battle anyway. Uh,
0: next series, um, the Minnesota or the Memphis Grizzlies hosting the um, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, a team that I'm very, very mad at right now. Um, I don't
1: have a play on this. I honestly might play a sweep. I think it could easily be a sweep. I mean, Patrick Beverly basically said they won the championship, and that's the only game they're going to win. I don't know what the sweep price is. I didn't even look it up. But this is the series that's a sweep. It's well, not the Bucks bulls It's this. I'll set up the, ta-
0: uh, set the table if you want to look at that. But um, uh, Memphis is minus four hundred to win the series. Uh, Timberwolves is a seven seed after beating the Clippers are plus two eighty to win the series. Memphis won excuse me, the season series three games to one covered only two of them though, uh, but they are sixteen and five against the number in the last twenty one against Minnesota, which obviously predates John Morant. That's how. Long Memphis's own Minnesota for, um, I, I'm I'm with you in the fact or in the sense that I do think it's a quick series, just because these teams have pretty similar identities. Just Memphis has got better players and they're more efficient. That's that's really the the difference maker. They have the best player on the floor and John Morant. Uh, Memphis. Steven Adams is one of the most underrated
1: players on the planet.
0: Perhaps, but. He'll be exposed at some point in these playoffs, and that's that's why they'll they'll, they'll just not against the Wolves. Probably not. I mean,
1: cats just crushing.
0: Carl Anthony Towns has played really well against Memphis this year, which is part of the reason why, like, I kind of like Memphis uh, or Minnesota in Game One um, to at least cover the spread. Um, But like on paper. Memphis's front court defense should be too much for him. You got Steven Adams who could body him up in the paint, and Jaron Jackson who will just smother him out in the perimeter and out in space, right? But it hasn't really happened like that when they played this year. Carl Anthony Downs has played well, and who's played very well uh, for the Grizz or for for the, for the the Timberwolves against the Grizzlies this year and balled out in the playing game. Dude, D'Angelo Russell has gone nuts against Memphis this year. He's ha- he's averaging thirty-one points per game on seventy-one percent true shooting, which breaks down to fifty-six percent from the field, forty-six <sighs> percent from three, seventy-nine from the line. He's
1: got a plus twenty-two net rating. Like I went, uh, I went to college with his uh personal videographer. Nice, dude. Yeah, kind of cool. But yeah, I'm a big Russell fan. I, it, he just doesn't play defense, so. I know. Um But he's awesome. He's if he gets going, they could win too. For sure. And I mean
0: Anthony Edwards former number one overall pick. Call Anthony Towns former number one pick. So they have talent and I I love like I love Jared Vanderbilt. Like the coach. I like the, the, the makeup of the team. They just struggle in defensive rebounding. They struggle in half court defense. Memphis has a huge, huge, huge edge and ball security offensive rebounding, fast break basketball, and free throw differential. Again, we talked about this in the play-in game. Minnesota loves to send their opponents to the foul line. Absolutely loves it. So ultimately, I just don't see really any way the Timberwolves get this series past six games. I, I do like them to cover the, the spread in the first game. They might steal a couple here because these these teams are somewhat evenly matched. Just Again, Memphis is just much more efficient. So... Uh, Memphis will win. I'm not going to lay minus 400 though, and I uh, I don't even think Tipico has like a series handicap on this one. Um, you you kind of alluded to it in the beginning though. You don't you don't have much on this series, right, Nate?
1: Nope. I think Memphis. I the Timberwolves are just a little too spontaneous for me to lay on either side. I love the Timberwolves. I like watching them play a lot. They have length. They play at pace. They have shot makers. It's just their defense sucks sometimes. And then when their shots aren't hidden, like any other team, it's just they miss more often sometimes. So uh, I'll go Memphis, and I honestly don't hate sweep, but sweep's like plus 550 on Typico. So, yeah, uh, yeah, no, nothing nothing further, just not my most favorited series. Gotcha.
0: All right. Well, real quick, let's before we get on to our best bets, let's just kind of Give our conference NBA Finals and Finals MVP picks. We kind of alluded to them earlier in the podcast or as we we're recording. But uh, for the East, I got the Brooklyn Nets. I'm not going to bet it. It's plus three twenty right now in Tipico. Uh, maybe you can get a better number in other states. But I like Brooklyn. It's I just to me, the East is a toss up, and uh, and Kevin Durant's the best player in, in the world, or definitely. Yeah, I conference. don't
1: really care. It's square, but I like the Bucks at plus two twenty gotcha they have the best player the experience the shot making closers depth size they have everything you want but that's also why they're only plus 220 to win the whole conference so
0: it's a pick not a bet right
1: yeah yeah definitely just a lean these are all leans i think for the most part gotcha do we i have
0: phoenix it's boring but i i I, unless the clippers get back Kawhi leonard tomorrow <laughs> um, i don't really i don't think anyone in the west can stand with the phoenix suns so I'll, uh...
1: okay, the warriors beat the suns earlier in the season and i'm still rocking warriors plus 400 i think they get by denver i think they be they have a tough path denver memphis and phoenix is almost insane but uh i think they they have one of the highest ceilings and plus 400 i like them the, the suns are just too just too pricey, plus one ten to win a whole conference, but that's almost how I feel about the Bucks too. I agree, and I, I I just truly believe Phoenix is not as
0: good as their record. Like I don't I don't think it is. I, I actually think there are a few Eastern Conference teams that can knock them off as well. And I do think Brooklyn Nets will end up beating the Phoenix Suns. At least that's the pick that I'll give, uh, plus seven hundred to win the finals with Katie winning the finals MVP at plus seven fifty. Do you think the Warriors uh, return to glory and upset the defending champions? Or do you? Oh think- yeah,
1: I do. Oh, nice. You already right. knew it was coming. Plus seven fifty. I'll take the Warriors. I think their ceiling. I know there's been problems all season. They haven't been healthy. They haven't had Clay. He hasn't looked good. They haven't had. Once Clay came back, they or once Clay came back, they didn't have Draymond. Once Draymond got healthy, they didn't have Curry. Pools played very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. But man, you put it all together, they could have a special team on both ends of the court.
0: Absol- I mean, absolutely. They were one of the best defenses in the league, and they have the Splash Brothers and Dream. So,
1: they have everything that I like to see. Whether they put it together and consistently put it together is another question, but a plus 750, I'll take them over other, other teams.
0: I actually, I do think they need the Clippers or, or, or the Pelicans or someone else to knock off the Suns because the one real weak. I think weak- the Jazz is- could.
1: Fair I- enough. Um, um, I think the Jazz are just like a worse version of the Suns.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree. My thing, though, well, they can't defend the pick and roll, but whatever. Okay. Um, I, I think that the Warriors don't match up well with the Suns because the Warriors' big issue is ball security. And if you're going to turn the ball over a lot, that just means Chris Paul is going to control the pace and <laughs> he's going to own the pace, and that's, yeah. that's it. and that's, that's I get a, it. I get it. It's a real issue. But, I mean, I like that you zagged. I'm not a, I'm not a believer that Phoenix, I think they're way overpriced. So, I hear you. All right, well, let's go on to our, our final segment we call going to the window with our best bets. The
1: Bet Slippin' Podcast.
0: Going to the window. All right, so what's your best bet? Mostly the first round. I don't think either one of us have, like, full playoff futures we're willing to go with, but I have three best bets here for the first round. What do, what do you got on your slip?
1: I have three best bets for the first round, and then I, I put Pelicans plus four. Okay, cool. All right, what, what are well, your first round do- be- picks? Yeah, I'll just give all mine. It probably will be easier. I got Pelicans plus four. Sixers, Raptors, correct score after four games to be 2-2 at plus 140. The Celtics to lead through 3-2-1 at plus 115. And then the Warriors series line minus 1.5, minus 105. Sorry, that was a bit confusing. Just re-listen to it. It makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Good work by you,
0: buddy. All right. I'm going to take the Denver Nuggets plus one and a half series handicap minus 135. So they got to take it to at least six or seven or win against the Golden State Warriors. I'm going to sprinkle Denver Nuggets plus 200 to upset the Warriors in the first round. I'm hitting the Toronto Raptors plus 150, even though I'm very pissed off at how every Tom, Dick, and Jerry with a sports betting podcast is also picking that now. Um, plus 150 to beat the 76ers in the first round. I like the Raptors there. And I'm taking Dallas Mavericks plus one uh, half series handicap at plus 125, and I'll sprinkle on them to win the series as well. Um, And I believe that's plus 250 right now Um, it is. So those are my three best bets. Um, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow um, with the uh, NBA Opening weekend, first round playoff opening weekend preview. Uh, me and Nate will be back here next week to talk about the NBA playoffs or, I don't know, what other sporting events we can gamble on. A bit of everything. On. Yeah. A little bit of everything. It'll be a, a sports gambling potpourri for you guys. But best of luck to you guys on the, the baseball, golf, if you're betting it, and obviously <laughs> the NBA playoffs this weekend. Do you have any yep. final thoughts?
1: Nope. Let's send them off. Hopefully they win some money.
0: All right. Peace out, fellas. And ladies. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the Bet Slippin' Podcast. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you
0: gambling before the end of the day. No way. I mean,
1: it's the gambling business.
0: Occasionally you get punched in the face. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here.